0: Hello my lovelies and welcome to another episode of Primed for Crime. I am your host Liv and I'm very excited to have you here and hope you enjoy today's case. Now today's case is about a woman named Angela Hammond who went missing on April 4th 1991 whilst using a payphone after seeing an odd man lurking around. Before we get into the case, I just want to state that everything I talk about today is just information I have found online and I mean no disrespect to anybody involved or mentioned. Today's episode does include a brief mention of sexual assault, so if this is something that you're not comfortable listening to at the moment, then please feel free to click out of this podcast. So, let's begin. This is The Disappearance of Angela Hammond. Angela Hammond was a 20-year-old, very popular young woman living in Clinton, Missouri. She worked at a bank and took classes at Central Missouri State University, and in January 1991 she became engaged to a man named Rob Shather, who was an athlete and planned to be in the military. Now at around 10pm on April 4, 1991 she dropped him off at his house after a barbecue and they planned to meet later that day after his mother got home from work because he was babysitting his younger brother at the time. So Angela spent some time with her friend Kyla and at 11.15pm she called Rob from a payphone at the intersection of Jefferson and 2nd Street which was seven blocks from his house. Now whilst talking to him, she noticed a suspicious man circle the block several times in a green Ford pickup truck. It then pulled up beside her. The man then got out of this van and used the phone before getting back into his truck. He then took out a flashlight and flashed it around his truck looking for something, I, I would assume, and Angela described the man's appearance and the truck to Rob. She then asked this man if he needed to use the phone, and he replied that he would try the other one again in a minute, so her and Rob then returned to their conversation. But just a few moments later, Rob heard Angela scream down the phone, and the most creepy part about this is he heard the man say, quote, "I didn't need to use the phone anyway," end quote." So Rob immediately dropped his phone, dropped everything and just ran outside to his car and quickly drove towards the payphone hoping to obviously help her. She was obviously in some sort of danger but he doesn't know this man's intentions, obviously bad ones because she was screaming. So as he was driving to the payphone the abductor's truck sped past him in the opposite direction and he actually heard Angela yelling out to him. So he basically threw his car in reverse but whilst he did this he unknowingly damaged his uh, transmission. But he managed to follow the truck for about another two miles before the transmission failed as he made a sharp right turn and unfortunately the truck drove away and was never seen again. Which must be absolutely heartbreaking being so close and kind of knowing that she's in there, knowing that she's in trouble and not being able to do much about it must have been so upsetting. An extensive search began for Angela, the abductor and his truck the Missouri State Highway Patrol checked hundreds of trucks matching the description, but ultimately they were all ruled out, so with few leads in this case, the investigators started to question Rob’s story. Now at first, there were no witnesses were found to corroborate his account, and there was a polygraph examination on him, and that indicated that he was telling the truth. Two witnesses later did come forward seeing a truck and a suspicious person around the payphones between 11:30 and 11 45 p.m which was just short before Angela's disappearance. So within a week Rob was cleared from this then two days later Angela's abduction was connected to two other unsolved cases within a hundred mile radius. So the first one occurred near Max Creek, Missouri on January 19th, 1991, when 42-year-old convenience store worker Trudy Darby called her son to report a suspicious man lurking outside. Then less than 10 minutes later, her son arrived at the store and found it empty. And then just two days after that, her body was unfortunately found on a riverbank 10 miles from the store She had sadly been raped and shot in the head twice. The other case involved 30-year-old Cheryl Kenny, another convenience store worker in Nevada, Missouri, which is 70 miles from Max Creek. Now She vanished after locking up her store on the night of February 27 and her car was found abandoned in the store parking lot. It is also believed that she was kidnapped and Angela was just abducted just a month later. So the authorities now fear that a serial killer might be on the loose in west central Missouri and even though they hold out little hope that either Angela or Cheryl are still alive, there have been unconfirmed sightings of Angela in several states and most recently Canada. So as for suspects, according to Rob, Angela and other witnesses, the abductor is described as a filthy Caucasian man with glasses, a beard and a moustache who was wearing overalls and he also drove an older late 60s to early 70s model two-tone green Ford pickup truck with the mural of a fish jumping out of the water on the back window. Now, Serial killer Kenneth McDuff, whose killing spree spanned from 1966 to 1992, has been looked at as a possible suspect, however he was never officially linked to her case. So Trudy's case was eventually solved with the convictions of half-brothers Jesse Rush and Marvin Shaney. However, Cheryl and Angela's cases still remain unsolved, and the investigators do suspect that Jesse and Marvin were involved in them, however they have not yet been charged. There is one rumour though that suggests that Angela was murdered and thrown into a well in an old park in Clinton, Missouri, which is close to the site of a very old water ride, but it is unknown if that has been explored. In April 2021, on the 13th anniversary of Angela's disappearance, the Clinton Police Department announced that there was a new theory being investigated. A confidential informant that helped in the narcotics operation received a cut-and-paste letter which read, quote, Hello, number, redacted. We know who you are, number, redacted. People like you deserve what you get. We know where your foxy daughter is at. She will see us soon, Tell, then it's his wife's name, which is redacted, she has our deepest sympathy in her further loss goodbye. Now the letter correctly identified the informant's court-issued number along with his estranged wife's first name. The letter was postmarked April fourth, nineteen ninety-one, which was the day of Angela's abduction. The informant's wife and daughter, who by the way is also called Angela, were living in Clinton at the time and investigators theorise that those involved in the narcotics operation were being targeted, um, or more like their daughters were being targeted, but mistakenly abducted Angela Hammond instead, which is crazy. The investigators also noted that whilst the theory seemed credible they have not been able to rule it out and they also recently received an anonymous call from somebody who may have had information about Angela's abduction. Apparently the caller specifically mentioned details involving the letter and they are hoping that the caller will call back soon. Sadly, Angela's mother, Marsha Cook, passed away in May of 2021 without ever finding her daughter's abductor or her remains. This case is still open and a reward is being offered for leads in this case. And that does conclude today's mini episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. It really is one of those cases where you just kind of sit back and think like, how have they not found this guy yet? This has happened maybe two, three times. And with such a clear description of the man and such a distinct truck, you know, with the fish in the back, I'm so surprised that this hasn't been found sooner. And I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. But hopefully, fingers crossed, Angela and Cheryl's case will be solved. Obviously, if there's any updates, I will let you guys know immediately but my thoughts really do go out to Angela's friends and family. I really can't imagine how how hard that must have been, especially for Rob, knowing that Angela was in that truck and he was so close to getting her, but he, he couldn't do anything about it. It's really upsetting. So that's all from me today. If you are craving some more true crime, then you can head over to the Primed for Crime TikTok page. Um, like I said in the last episode I've made a Twitter and an Instagram Uh, I'm gonna try and be posting more regularly on there for like updates like new cases and stuff I do try and do it on TikTok as well but I just thought sometimes not everybody wants a video so just yeah if you have them then go and follow on there and I'm gonna try and post more regularly and I will see you guys next week so have a good weekend and I will see you later